the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Not doing it. Not doing it. I heard Paul got hammered last night. Not doing it. What I will do, though, is remind people, are you supposed to be indicted now for this? See, you understand that the Pelosi's are scum. Inside trading scum. Paul Pelosi, less than four months ago, initiated $80 call options on Apple. He initiated last Friday options, multi-million dollar plays. Now it all goes by the wayside. Oh, some guy broke into his house is what they want you to believe. Although there's a little couple pieces of this story I don't like. We'll go over it. And now this is the Republicans part. You're so divisive. You're so argumentative. You're so rude. You mean like when this scum was drunk driving and used his clout to have all the charges squashed? You mean like that? Did you know, Squirrel? 290,000, 290,000 Americans are injured in drunk driving accidents each year. 10,511 have been killed this year. But when you have political clout, you get to do whatever you want because you're a God among men. And when you're married to the saggy speaker, my oh my, all the attention you get. Okay, we'll go ahead and get started. Good morning, everybody. My name is Chief Bill Scott with the San Francisco Police Department. At approximately 2.27 this morning, San Francisco police officers were dispatched to the residence of Speaker Nancy Pelosi regarding an A-priority well-being check. When the officers... Now, 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 this is important. Why wasn't it a 911? It's a well-being check. At 2.27 in the morning. You know what, Squirrel? It's a habit. I watched a lot of Columbo when I was a kid. And I can smell. Smell a story that doesn't make sense. This is when you put the trench coat on, newspaper under your arm, and you go over the story over and over and over again. You look for the cracks. Arrive on scene. They encountered an adult male and Mr. Pelosi's husband. All right, now listen. He's San Francisco. He's nervous. There's cameras. So it's okay to mistake Nancy for a man. But what they meant to say was it was Paul Pelosi, Mrs. Pelosi's husband. But it's San Francisco. They're having a real hard time with the pronouns. Oh. Our officers observed Mr. Pelosi and the suspect both holding a hammer. That's the part that I don't like. Why were they? How many hammers are in the Pelosi house? And why were they both holding a hammer? So you're a copper. You pull up on the scene. And here comes two guys, 227 in the morning, you're on a well check, and they both have a hammer. Did anyone have a leather collar around their neck, referring to themselves as the gimp? The suspect pulled the hammer away from Ms. Pelosi and violently assaulted him with it. Our officers... So he waited 
just let me understand this. 227 in the morning, get a well-being check call. I don't know what the hell that is. I know what a 911 call is. But anyway, well-being check. You drive up. There's two fellas standing there with hammers in their hands. They wait for the police to get there. Then said assailant grabs the other hammer, thus having two hammers in his hand. And he does the windmill, and he gives Paul a shellacking in front of the police. Is that correct? Sheriff, sergeant, chief, whatever. Immediately tackled the suspect, disarmed him, took him into custody, requested emergency backup, and rendered medical aid. The suspect has been identified as 42-year-old David DePepe. I want you to write that down, Squirrel. David DePepe, 42 years old, may or may not have been wearing a leather collar. Mr. Pelosi and Mr. DePepe were transported to a local hospital for treatment. This is an active investigation currently being led by the San Francisco Police Department Special Investigations Division. We are working closely with our partners. This is the part I like. This is the part I like. How many people are violently assaulted in the sewer of Chicago, say, this afternoon? How many kidnappings and carjackings? How many? It's just so commonplace. 90% of it probably goes unreported. Like, did I tell you about the cigar store, 72-year-old guy? Accosted, the guy goes to another cigar store. I know the people very well. Accosted by an 18-year-old punk. Puts a gun in his back. This guy, he says, give me your money. He says, okay. He reaches for, for his wallet. And the guy didn't know. He had a 357 Magnum. Shoots the 18-year-old in the face. Kills the kid. This all happened two weeks ago. I didn't see a blurb on the news. How much of this goes unreported? How much of the attacks in Uptown, in Old Town, Downtown, Pick a Town, go unreported? But now I want you to listen to the kind of attention the gods among us that walk around with us, how much of the attention they get from our government. From the FBI, the U.S. Attorney's Office, the U.S. Capitol Police, and our district attorney here in San Francisco County, uh, D.A. Brooke Jenkins. What about the cashless bond? You think this guy's back out on the streets? Does he have an ankle bracelet on? I mean, you know, if he, if he attacks some other senior, say an Asian one, a Jewish one, a regular uh, 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 Californian homeless person, how they constantly are attacking each other, would he get all of this? And her team. The motive for this attack is still being determined. Mr. DePepe will be booked at the San Francisco County Jail on the following charges. Attempted homicide, assault with a deadly weapon, elder abuse, burglary, and several several other additional felonies. Well, that's how it should be. But it should be like that when they attack somebody named Materaz. If they attack Joe Materaz, it should be the same thing. But it's not. See, you could attack the commoners. You're all fodder for the elites among you. But don't you attack a Pelosi, not even an inside trading one. How are his call options? 163. Oh, he's making a Kelly. And by uh, just happenstance, while getting ready for the show, I like to look at a bunch of stuff. This was in San Francisco also. And I just happened to have picked it. Where are you from? Uh, Louisiana, Texas. How long have you been in San Francisco? Since uh, June. If you're going to be homeless, it's pretty easy here. I mean, if we're going to be realistic, they pay you to be homeless here. When you said that San Francisco pays people to be homeless, what did you mean by that? <laughs> you mean that literally? Yeah. I mean, I get 620 bucks a month, dude. From yeah, general assistance? Yeah. Or, you, how was $620 a month from general assistance. Now, how do you wow. get it? How do you think you get it, Squirrel? Is that hard to get? Phone call, bro. 
fucking phone call. 200 food stamps and 620 bucks cash a month. Wow. Forget about it. Why wouldn't I do it? You know, it's free money, dude. This right now is, is literally by choice. Literally by choice. Like, why would I want to pay rent? I'm not doing shit. I got a cell phone that I have Amazon Prime and Netflix on. The cops told us uh, this morning, like, oh, it'd be easier if you guys packed up in the morning. We wouldn't have to come out here. And I'm like, but what are you talking about? He's like, oh, okay. And then when- So a cell phone, he has Amazon Prime and Netflix on his cell phone, free of charge. He gets $620 of walking around drug money, cash, cash, $200 in food stamp money. That explains why homelessness has exploded in a once great city like San Francisco, in a once great state like California. Not to mention they don't charge criminals unless you attack a drunk driving inside trading scum who happens to be the husband of the Speaker of the House. Did they mention anything about the leather collar yet? I want you to run a special. If they talk about the leather collar or the gimp, I want you to call me immediately, break into the show, and announce the problem. Now let's move on to the glazed wonder, Joe Biden. See, I call him Diapers Biden. I call him Wet Socks Biden. But I'm working on a new name because as of yesterday, I don't know if you've taken a look at him lately, but he has the glazed look like he heard a a shell go off 14 years ago. And he's still suffering from shell shock. He doesn't blink often. His face is glazed. And he's still peddling the talking point scam. And by the way, the food prices, the main driver of food prices, is not the price of beef and eggs, etc. They're up. It's packaged goods. Packaged goods. You're going to see people not buying Kellogg's uh, Raisin Bran, which you're going to see them buy another Raisin Bran, which is going to be a dollar cheaper. I mean, so what's happening is there is real movement. So this was last night. He embarrassed himself and the nation last night. Right now, as we speak, North Korea is firing more missiles. We are on the verge of World War III. And all the news, everything is about the attacker. Told police at the scene he was waiting for Nancy, as CNN says right now. We'll never get the real story. What we do have is the nation now has a cover story. And the cover story will be about the Republicans. And this attack will be used to indict strangers that never would do that never would perpetrate it, never would think about it. It'll be said that people on the other side are mean, people like me, who want this piece of garbage prosecuted. If he would have been in jail like he should have been for the DUI, he wouldn't have been hit in the head with a hammer, somehow by a guy with two and a leather collar, probably. In the meantime, I want the rule of law to apply always, because when it doesn't, you get this bastardized version, where if this attacker, Pepe, what was his name? Pepe Le Pew? If Pepe Le Pew would have attacked Joe Materaz, he'd be out on the street. If it was Cook County in the sewer of Chicago, he'd be out on the street. New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, any other Democrat hellhole, he'd be out on the street if he attacked you or me or Squirrel or anybody who wasn't politically tied to La Cosa Nostra. But because he went after one of the chieftain's spouses, Now we will throw the full force of law. Call the FBI. Call the Secret Service. Call them all. Throw the book at them. Because in this country, you are in an oligarch system. What you were guaranteed would never happen has happened. You've been overthrown. And the propagandists won't cover one word of it. Paul Pelosi, Paul Pelosi, Paul Pelosi. I'm more interested in the dimwit we have as president and the hundred dimwits that are in the Senate and the 435 scoundrels that are in the Congress. 312-642-5600. Did he have a leather collar or not? 
Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I wanna be Boy, oh boy, this story's starting to come into focus a little bit. I still want to know how many hammers are in the Paul Pelosi house. How do they both have a hammer? You know how hard it is to find a hammer? Squirrel, when you go home today, I want you to say, hey, where's a hammer? Try to find a hammer. Let alone a leather collar. It's San Francisco, brother. A lot of freaks going on. And drunk driving. Uh, Kyle in Chicago. Do you have a hammer, Kyle? Hey, brother. Hey, hey, I love you, man. Hey, first of all, I'm kind of concerned because the third person in succession for the U.S. presidency, where is the Secret Service and security detail? Well, she wasn't there. She was in Washington with somebody else with a leather collar on because it's Caligula over there. You don't really think that they live together. Paul Pelosi's just, uh, you know, come on. It's where all the money's made in his name. He's an options trader, very successful one. And apparently he likes hammers. He collects hammers. Um, but they, we don't want to give Secret Service for the spouses. How in the world would you think the Secret Service are going to follow around Durbin's wife, the lobbyist, portly lobbyist? Think they're going to follow her around as they go on their bagman excursions? You think the Secret Service should follow Bob Creamer, Jan Schakowsky's unlucky husband, as he arranges uh, liaisons with uh, uh, the Communist Party at Forest Park and Oak Park? The Secret Service should not cover the spouses. You're going to really shut down the flow of bribery. But I like the way you think, Kyle. Uh, Craig in Mount Greenwood, how many hammers are in your garage, Craig? I asked him a question. I think Hello. I stumped him. Yeah, would I stump you with the hammer question? How many hammers do you have on on the property at, at Craig's house? Oh, hey, man, thanks for taking my call. I got a bunch of hammers. I got a lot of them. What are you doing? You got a lot. But of we them? don't bring them. In. Well, you're a But we don't hammers. swing them around like the Pelosi's. All right, you sure? All right, go ahead. If I, if I hey, see you at your house with a leather collar on at 2.30 in the morning, all bets are off. Yeah, well, you won't find any funny funny business over here. All right, go <laughs> What do you got? Hey, listen, uh, yeah. there was a beautiful thing that uh, today to hear about um, Elon Musk basically getting a hold of Twitter, and the first thing he did is got a little hold of all, uh, a lot of those uh, you know scumbags that were basically uh, coming after um yeah, he fired you a lot know, of people. Conser- yeah. Well, conservatives and the people that put uh, Trump off of there. Yeah. Now, I hope Elon Musk takes and opens up all the books and the files so that people that want to find out how the three-letter agencies were all over involved in getting uh, Twitter to do all kinds of shenanigans. Well, it would be interesting to see if he releases some of the relationships and, and, and agreements with government and the fact that Twitter was able to track the movements of... Basically everybody. Now listen, go change that kid's diaper before he starts talking like Biden. Yeah, they don't like to be chafed. Thank you very much, Craig and Mount Greenwood. John and Marengo. Hi, Sean. Hey, I, I, I love your show. Uh, Thank you. I listen to it every day when I get home. I light a cigar in my truck and listen to your show. Nice, brother. That's how it should be listened to. Thank you. So uh, I just wanted to, I didn't hear you say it, but uh, about the leather collar, I don't know if it was on there or not, but... Yeah. I don't know if he was naked, but the guy, this David Peppy guy, he does identify as a nudist. So was he naked there? Was there some freaky feet? Oh, I, come on. 2.30 in the on? morning, the cops roll up. They're both standing there with hammers. 
I mean, call me so. I've been in a lot of altercations. First of all, if you have a hammer in your hand, you're probably not going to stand there talking with the other fella. Normally, you're running trying to cover your tracks. However, well, you this whole story the doesn't make These sense. Nancy's, smart. You're Nan- smart. Yeah, Nancy's in Washington. For all I know, they were playing Naked Leapfrog and just couldn't quite get it over. You never know. Thank you very much, John. In Marengo, I appreciate it. Paul and Worth. Sean. Yes. Why do I Nancy feel like Pelosi failed? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Nancy Pelosi failed to secure the Capitol on January 6th, and she failed to even secure her own home. What an incompetent boob. Paul, let me explain something to you. Yeah, I have a, a little house in Elmwood Park. I have a couple of little props. Do you understand that the most basic security company? Basic security, cameras and whatever, basic stuff. Nowadays, it's basic. Years ago, I paid a fortune for it. Now you could buy it, ring, you could buy it at uh, all, all kinds of services. It's cameras all over your house. Locks, you hit a pad from your bed, lock everything. I don't like this story. I don't like it one bit. There's no way he had no security. Did you ever see his house, Squirrel? It's a palazzo. It's magnificent in a phenomenal neighborhood. Absolutely. You're going to tell me this guy, I don't know. I woke up at 2.30 in the morning. There was a nudist with a leather collar on just making coffee in my house. I had no idea how he got in there. Poppycock. I don't believe a word of it. And I understand what it's for. It's the same reason. Where's that other one uh, in Arizona, honey, bunny, where... uh, here it is. Thank you. Uh, earlier this week, candidate for governor Katie Hobbs' Phoenix office was burglarized. In a statement, Hobbs blamed Carrie Lake for inciting the crime today. Yeah, see, this is what they're getting. They have to distract the people. They have to shore up their supporters. So if you're a Democrat and you've been offended because maybe you're one of the few Democrats that can read and you understand what the Pelosi's have done, not to your party, but to your country, as they've enriched themselves in hundreds of millions of dollars inside trading. You see this drunk scumbag who owns a vineyard getting a car accident, which may or may not have been a female stripper. And, and you have all the charges squashed as he walks a month ago. So you need to shore up support, right? Ah, here you go. This is support, just like Hobbs in Arizona. Lake responded. Diner on your side, Tina Giuliano joins us live, breaking down what Lake had to say today. Tina? Yeah, Pat. So Phoenix police arrested 35-year-old Daniel Mota dos Reis. He took a few yeah. things. Clearly a Republican. You see where this is going. I don't, I, don't, I, I don't really care about Paul Pelosi. I care about the people he could have killed when he drove drunk and they only caught him once. How many times do you think that scumbag drove drunk? What is he, 80? Drove drunk, what, the last 60 years? Yeah, I'm real concerned. Give a rip. Jason, Chicago. Hi, Jason. Hi there. Yeah, it's Jason, Chicago. Yeah, go. Hi. Um, listen, I'm going to keep my mind open, but I'll double check this. If San Francisco police was responding to a well-being check instead of a burglar for an in progress, uh-huh. They may, they may not have been obligated to turn on their body-worn cameras when they got there. See, this is why I love this audience. Nobody else would have known this. Jason, that explains a lot. Now all we have is words that people say versus pictures that are worth a thousand of those words. It's very interesting. And then I could finally get the answer. I got 50 bucks that there was a leather collar involved. That's just me. I'm suspicious that way. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. 
560. The answer. Come on, squirrel. Too soon. Too soon. Chris Milwaukee. Hey, Sean. Love your show. Love you, brother. How you doing? Good, brother. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. First thing I heard, or thing when I heard this about the hammer. Yeah. Jesse, Jesse Smollett. Oh, and, and I'm I think he's in surgery. No, this guy, this guy, yeah. I, I just read he's in surgery. It's going to have a little, you got to, oh, you know, you, you might have Dane Bramage. However, he's definitely got calls on Apple from $80, so he can always hire himself a nurse Cratchit. You know what? It, it, it just as soon as I heard the Jesse Smollett thing years ago, I said, "No way! That's just that's not real." That's exactly my reaction with it. No, it's real. It's, it's, it's you know what it is. It's going to be a cover up. What the hell's the guy doing there at two thirty in the morning? They pull up. You got two well, hammers. That's... No body cam fo- footage, from what I can tell. We're looking for it. There's not. You know, it, it, this is a great story. It's like getting pulled over a DUI. Back in uh, in Chicago in the, in the fifties with old man Daly and one of those drunk aldermen like Burke. You go on for a long career, and the story is whatever these gangsters say it is. Thank you very much, Chris. Appreciate the call. Uh, Terry Dyer, Indiana. Sean, I'm sorry. When I heard the story, I had to chuckle. You got this guy. He's worth $500 million. (laughs) Would anybody be able to get close to your house if you were worth $500 million? No, I have a hard time now. I think I'm worth $500. Doesn't matter. You, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. The whole damn thing is ridiculous. And in a, in a happenstance, it could it be a homeless drug addict? Well, they're littered with them. The streets are littered with them in San Francisco. But the part, there's two things that really offend me about this. Number one, he just got off for a drunk driving. They squashed it in a Chicago style that would make a daily blush the way they squashed that, right? He gets off all the insider trading investigation done. Now the guy gets in some kind of spat with a nudist who may or may not have been wearing a leather collar they both have hammers and now the fbi they're all all of these people in a city that is almost as bad as chicago where people are getting mugged and raped and pillaged every day and all of a sudden this is the story of the day get the hell out of here get the hell out of here real quick me and my honey buddy are sitting here in the garage listening and having a great time all right well that makes me feel very good do you have a cigar between the two of you uh nothing yeah yeah all right, there you go. We'll light it up. Light them if you got them. Thank you, Terry. It Appreciate is lit. Hey, oh, very good. Well, enjoy. Enjoy. Speaking of cigars, Jordan, Wisconsin. Hey, Sean. How are you doing today? Good, brother. How are you? Good. Hey, uh, just best show on radio, bar none. Oh. I just wanted to call in and say it was a pleasure meeting you and uh, Don oh. from Bloomingdale and Chuck from Delavan this week. Oh, you're uh, nice to hear you. I mean, I'm glad you took the time. So let me ask you a question, Jordan. You believe 2.30 in the morning, wellness check, so the body cameras are on. We're going to add that now, thanks to uh, my friend from Chicago. Body cameras are not on. They pull up in the driveway, according to the chief of police of San Francisco. Two men standing there, each with a hammer in his hand. The police talk to them. Then the one hammer takes the other hammer out of the man's hand, now having two hammers in his hand, and attacks said inside trading scumbag husband of the speaker. You believe it? Hey. Hey, like they say, if it sounds too good to be true, it usually is. Yeah, see, you watch Columbo, too. Thank you very much for the call. Uh, Tom in Brookfield. Hey, first, that question you asked that guy, do they have a cigar between the two of them? Yeah. 
brings up Bill Clinton. Oh, come on. It's, it's just, it's lowbrow. It's lowbrow. I did not That's what I am. have sexual relations with that woman. All right, go ahead. Uh, do you know the name of the lieutenant governor of Illinois? I, oh, God, it's at the tip of my tongue. I do know it. I do know it. Um, well, you're, you're one of the few. God, what is her name? Have you ever heard her speak? Stratton, Stratton, Stratton? I don't know. Juliana Stratton. Yeah, pretty sure. Pretty sure. Go ahead. Okay. You ever hear her, you ever hear her speak? Never. Okay. So the Democrats and the shills on the left are con- constantly telling us how John Fetterman has improved and he's better than ever and he's concise and succinct, there's no evidence of what he was before. Oh, no, I haven't. So maybe I have better. Before. Oh, well, you're again, you're one of the few. Well, here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make you very happy, Tom. There, I'm going to let you. Hold on. Wait, I, I, hold on. I, don't, I hit the button there. Hold on. Here he is from 2020. Do you remember actually Hillary Clinton going to, I think it was West Virginia, saying, you know, we'll, we'll take these coal mining jobs and we'll retrain you. And she yeah. got in, in hot water for well, saying She that. articulated it in a way that was taken out of context and weaponized horribly. And that that's, it's unfair, but also that's politics. So it's an improvement. I mean, it's not going to rivet you but it's an improvement but uh, moreover what this stroke allows him to cover up is that he was a fascist marxist collectivist before he was hit with a stroke now he's just one that really makes no sense and apparently has some sort of growth on his neck it's not a tumor i think it is go ahead i got nothing else oh thank you very much well it was riveting you can't leave me hanging babe come on uh bob bob Parts on Hello. Hi, Bob. Hey, I uh, just want to uh, let you know, I think they're uh, waiting to release the mugshot until they get the MAGA hat on them. Nice. Nice. Anyone will do. Hat is a must. I, this is, listen, this is clearly what this is. But as the story goes on, he was a nudist, Canadian nudist, living in Castro. There you go. Yeah, I don't like this story. In a, in a, in a multi, what, the house is worth like $9 million. Had apparently, he was waiting for the police as they stood there with their hammers in their hand. <laughs> not the first time a you police report in san francisco was fu- filled out with we pulled up and they had their hammers in their hand call me silly eduardo midway hope he doesn't have his hammer in his hand hi eduardo no it's, it's only uh an archery or in the bowl <laughs> all right fair enough. it's, yeah, uh, it's but, complex uh, you know you had a person that was canvassing for uh, Marco rubio last week i did and I, I don't that didn't get a lot of coverage on that assault. Oh, you're talking about the one that was beat almost to death because he wandered right, into the wrong right. neighborhood and he wanted there signatures from yeah. Marco Rubio and the and the in Broward County, which is a, a garbage county you never want to live in, right? Unless you're on the ocean. And uh, he was beaten nearly to death by gang banging scum. Yes. Well, that yeah. didn't get coverage. Neither do the how many attacks in Chicago that get no coverage, zero, zippo, nothing. Or New York, you know, Asians are t- tossed into the subway or white people are tossed into the subway. Yeah. Tell you what, I just watched a documentary in Japan on the guy who was the CEO of Nissan and Renault. It's an interesting documentary. I think it dropped today. You want to talk about why Japan is so nice? Take a look at their prison system. You go to jail first, then you get the trial. Thank you very much, Eduardo. I appreciate Thanks, it. John. This is going to be the one guy in California who attacks somebody. This is the one perpetrator, the one assailant, who will finally get justice every American deserves when they're victimized by scum. Problem is, this is two scumbags in the same story.
both with their hammers in their hand. 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM 560. The answer. I didn't know what you were going with. What is this? Very good, very good. All right, let's see. I just got to hear it one more time to make sense of it. Okay, we'll go ahead and get started. Good morning, everybody. My name is Chief Bill Scott with the San Francisco Police Department. At approximately 2.27 this morning, San Francisco police officers were dispatched to the residence of Speaker Nancy Pelosi regarding an A-priority well-being check. When the officers arrived on scene, they encountered an adult male and Mr. Pelosi's husband, Paul. Our officers observed Mr. Pelosi and the suspect both holding a hammer. Do you know how hard it is to find a hammer? You keep them in the garage. Does a guy break into your house and bring two hammers? Does he break in and say, hey, where's the hammers? I, did anyone smell the hammers? The suspect pulled the hammer away from Ms. Pelosi and violently assaulted him with it. In front of the police. Ah, this sounds like a spat. George Naperville. Sean, do you think it's possible that he was promised some of that expensive ice cream that those nasty Democrats keep taunting us with <laughs> and he was trying to get into the refrigerator? Yeah, they lured the him in. Next thing you know, he had to take his clothes off. He had to put on a leather collar, put a hammer, hopefully in his hand, and then they shorted him on the ice cream and he got mad. It's possible, George. Anything is possible. Ruth Ann Naperville. Sean, I have to change the subject real quick. All right. It's about time the someone video did. video they showed... On Biden yesterday, driving the Corvette at 100 miles an hour. Yeah. I will bet my life on it. It was fake. Well, if it was, here's no the question I have for you, Ruth Ann. Uh, yeah. Do you like your car? Yes. Would you let Joe Biden park your car? I wouldn't let him walk my dog. <laughs> Fair enough. I agree with you, Ruth Ann. Fake or not, that's a gambler, whoever owned that car. Oh, the people do? You're right. General Motors is a shell company for the UAWA organized mafia labor union. Yeah, that's true. Candace, Mount Pleasant, Wisconsin. Okay, I'm just, I'm going to echo for some reason. All right, well, we'll, we'll have the sound crew work on your phone later. Go ahead. Sorry. <clears throat> I think he was doing a little something around 12 o'clock, and then something happened, and he called his favorite boyfriend. And Nancy's out of town, and things got out of hand. Yeah, well, you're just describing every other weekend. We don't know what happened this last time. But thank you. I appreciate it very much. Can you imagine Speaker of the House's husband, the kind of clout, the inside trading, the hundreds of millions of dollars, owns a vineyard. He's actually upset when she's home. God knows the Caligula that goes on in the Pelosi house eight months out of the year. David and Lansing. Hey, Sean, did you ever see the movie where the... uh one guy pays another to tie him to a dentist chair and beat him in the face with gloves on. No, but I don't watch uh, X Hamster. But go ahead. This this uh this looks like the same thing, but except for dentist chair, 
it's Pelosi's house, and, ex- and instead of gloves, you know, it's a hammer. You know, only you could have screwed up. Only you could have screwed up the segment. The segment was going great. There was a lot of comedy, and you screwed it up. What's your name? What? What is your name? Tony. <laughs> you, Tony. What's your name? Ezekiel. You, Ezekiel. You. You better not bring my mother into this. See, you got to get back on track after he calls. South Korea on high alert this morning after North Korea fired two short-range ballistic missiles toward the sea in the past 24 hours. It's an action that defies U.S. military warnings. As we show you video of prior launches, North Korea's actions come at a time of increased military and political tension in that region. And that story's not on American news. That's on Sky News, Australia. Because what's on the news now and has been all day is the divisiveness of the political nature in America today, and it's all my fault. Patrick Schomburg. Hey, listen, I just want to correct things here. It sounds like the police meant to say that they were both holding the same hammer. Really? But it doesn't... No, 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 no. We're not talking about the Buddha gigs. We're talking about this one. <laughs> Thank you very much, Patrick and Schomburg. I'm just playing what he said. That's all I'm doing. Okay, we'll go ahead and get started. Good morning, everybody. My name is Chief Bill Scott with the San Francisco Police Department. At approximately 2.27 this morning, San Francisco police officers were dispatched to the residence of Speaker Nancy Pelosi regarding an A-priority well-being check. When the officers arrived on scene, they encountered an adult male and Mr. Pelosi's husband, Paul. Our officers observed Mr. Pelosi and the suspect both holding a hammer. The suspect pulled... Maybe it's both holding a hammer? So there's not two hammers, it's the same hammer? I don't know, I can't speak San Francisco Democrat, because you know if he's the chief of police, he's a San Francisco Democrat. Steve in Geneva! Hey, Sean, how you doing? Good. Is it one hammer they were both holding, or did they each have a hammer? The way it sounds to me, they each have a hammer. How's it sound to you? Oh, good Lord. I don't even want to think about it, my friend. Right. Just so you don't have your hammer in your hand. Go ahead. <laughs> I do not. Hey, um, hey, Sean, I just want to let you know, it's the first time I'm calling. I love you, buddy. Thank you're you. a bad A-double-S. Thank you. And uh, I'm glad you're out there. Thank I wanted you. to get your take on the reports about us running out of diesel fuel in, I think, it's 23 days now. Yes. Do you think that's... Uh, they're going to allow that to happen. Well, the, the problem has always been refining, right? And the problem has always yeah. been, too, that during this this argument over if Joe Biden loyal, uh, lowered oil prices, the reserve and all this, diesel fuel has not gone below 525 ever. And that's the real cost and the real cause of a lot of a lot of things. Now, is it easy? It's actually easier, from my understanding, to refine diesel fuel than it is regular fuel. So it's not a problem that can't be overcome, but it can if the government isn't helping the oil companies, which the big story is there are Democrats, powerful Democrats that are pushing Joe Biden to backdoor nationalize the energy sector in the name of national security. And that goes to the point that Democrats like failing because it's within that failing. They grab more power and more control and more money. And that fits the modus operandi. But I'm still confused about the hammer. I think it was two hammers and there was a leather collar involved. Thank you very much, Steve. Someone find out one or two hammers. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. 
From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Economic times. I refer to these times as feudal nomics. When corrupt government backdoor nationalizes industries and, in fact, entire economies and economic sectors, and the only reason that stocks are really valuable is because the government decides to give them money and underwrite them, you don't really have a fundamental basis for an economic climate to be positive. It should be negative. I view our economic climate as negative, as so many do. Now, I understand this could be a short squeeze. There could be all kinds of different reasons. But my favorite thing about the economy is when uh, it reminds me of when old swindlers used to come door to door and sell insurance or vacuums or Ponzi schemes. And just the kid in the room would say when he was hearing a very complex explanation, well, why? So I'm going to be that kid in the room, and we're going to ask Tom Fortino, who is the most knowledgeable guy I know when it comes to market analysis. I put him right up there with Shalady. I put him right up there with top guys. Tom Fortino, why would the stock market go up 800 and some points after disappointing NASDAQ sector reports on revenue? Why would this happen? Well, to be fair... There is some, uh, there were some positive. I mean, Exxon came out, Chevron came out, McDonald's, Coke. Some sectors did okay, but I, I do agree with your point. There's just uh, too many things that are going on in this market. Also, I think the Fed, right, he's, uh, that stuff is baked in. I think they feel that they're going to go 75 basis points next month, and then you're to 50, and then they're probably going to turn around. Now, is that going to make a difference in the long term? I just... I don't think so. I think, uh, but you know, it's so you know, obvious. Market rally three or four times this year. It's like listening to the explanation for the last ridiculous rally that made no sense to me, and uh-huh. it was the earnings of banks. And of course, the earnings of banks went higher. The Federal Reserve just guaranteed profit by demanding a rate hike, thus creating massive revenue. To them, they didn't actually organically de- develop a revenue. So when you talk about right. these companies, well, of course it's going. The numbers will be bigger because the costs of products went up, so yeah. they look bigger because huh? we're comparing them to old standards, right? That's true. I mean, you look at like P and G; their the quantities or the sales volumes going down, but their earnings go up. So in real terms, <laughs> it's a loser. Right? <laughs> in real terms, sold. I'll sell you everything. It's preposterous. Well, it's just like Biden just said, uh, you know, wages are up. That's true, but that's maybe 5%, but inflation's up 8.1 or 2. So this is how really the Pritzkers must get ready. This is how Pritzkers get ready for a function. They stand in the mirror and they say, how do I look? Well, not half as fat as you were five years ago when you were 600 pounds. Now you're only five. You look good. So this is the same kind of thing with my economy. Am I right? It's kind of like, yeah, it's all relative, right? Well, what but, do you uh, think? things you can do. What do you think about where it's going to go when they have to admit these numbers are not because of economic growth and true 
organic growth and prosperity of the economy, but because we're all paying more for fewer items. What happens then? Well, there's a lot of shoes to drop, I think, and we'll see when that happens. I mean, you look at the debt. Uh, I think a third of the debt is coming due in a year, right? Now we've got these uh, higher rates. What are they going to do about refinancing that? We're talking about a trillion dollars. Over a trillion dollars in our budget is to service the debt, right? You, and you, which are well-versed in the housing market, look at what's happening there. Well, we just have mortgages um, are down 30%. Uh, pending home sales that are being vacated due to not qualifying for mortgages under new fluctuation mm-hmm. of income to debt ratio. I mean, you've got you've got people that are late on on homes, late on car, mm-hmm. credit card payments. You got over seventy percent of the country can't write stroke a check for a thousand dollars. You got a problem. We have a lot of problems. I saw a poll this USA Today Suffolk University poll said sixty they this poll sixty one percent of the individuals are eating out less. 50% have postponed or canceled their vacations. And then getting back to housing, you know, there's, I think, 60,000, um, you know, agreements, purchase agreements were canceled. And so we're kind of starting, there's a lag here, and it, we're going to see as this stuff starts to work through what's really going to happen down the road. It's probably going to be some more problems. I have a friend of the family. He's got a, he's got a fire uh, pizza place not far from where the studio is. And my uh, my daughter says, "Come, you know, let's go get some pizza." All right, so I go pick up the pizza. And I'm like, three three people, pizza and a and a dish of pasta, and another uh, panini. Seventy mm-hmm. lubinis, <laughs> seventy seventy dollars. Oh <laughs> and this is a listen. This is a friend hey. of mine. This is a friend of mine. And he's like, "Look, man, every item now he's yeah. only has phenomenal products. You know, I go only go to the, I go to Dimaggio's on Lawrence. I go here. I only go to good places." And the the, the the items, if you're getting them and their quality, they're truly increased. So now you're mm-hmm. forced to the guy. That's what Biden tried to explain. When you don't buy your raisin brand, you want you get the generic. So these are the these are the, the the choices that Americans who you know think they're doing well have a nice income. They're starting to really feel the crunch. And then oh, yeah. the businesses that don't have the clientele that'll just eat it. And you see, you know, this guy's like, hey, I don't know if this keeps going on. I'm out of here. Now you got the empty mm-hmm. storefronts. You got the abandonment of retail. You got the abandon. You got the, the taxation being thrust on the businesses as houses go in default. I mean, brother, this is like those guys in that perfect storm movie. And it reminds me of the smartest guys in the room with Enron. The only way you can continue to do it is like the Enron guys. You just keep lying about the, the data, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it keeps going. You look at any of these uh, agencies, whether it's the Social Security, as we know, those are issues there. It's really down the line. And uh, we have people that are running this country that are committed no matter what. You know, you look at supply side versus demand, their whole goal, and the Fed is part of it, is we're going to just we're gonna just destroy demand. Well, if you increase supply, <laughs> Why aren't we doing it on that side of it? You know, that's as I said, that's the first thing you learn. I think when you have your first economics class, I mean, increased supply. It's so unbelievable because I understand to a certain extent. Nobody really understands the gravity and the and the and the magnitude of these numbers. But you have professional politicians that are intentionally bankrupting this nation, and I'm sick and tired of it. And as I see the guys that are running. It looks good if the Republicans can win, but only some mm-hmm. of them are actual businessmen. 
You've got the same mm-hmm. scenario where you've got this professional sector of bulldog artists. That's all these guys are. And this country's bankrupt. And until there's some honesty in the system, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, I, I think these things are unsustainable. Look at the numbers. You can't keep, you know, adding another trillion dollars. Really, it's more than a trillion. We know that. Um, adding to this debt at some point, and none of us know when that point's going to happen, it's going to really be a problem. And it's being accelerated by these people. So, you know, the average investor, I'm, I'm still on that side of being defensive, right? Yeah. I'm trying to get some on your money. Um, you know, to this morning, Exxon and Chevron came out. Well, we own those in our dividend portfolio. Getting over a 3% dividend. You're in energy. I mean, you have to be careful about your overall portfolio. I'm not suggesting you go and buy these and put a large position, but there's things you can do. Brokered CDs, you can look at those. You're getting like 4% right now on a one-year CD at, a, at Fidelity or TD. You know, do at least get something on your cash. Try to get paid while you can. And I know, you know, you're well-versed in this area of maybe looking at some option strategies. Things that you can do to try to get something on your money, get your money to work for it, you know. I got, I, so I've, got, things you can look at. I've got two things I want to talk to you about before I let you go. Mm-hmm. Calls for Biden to socialize the industry, the energy industry, are moving quickly from fringe to mainstream. The energy crisis is worsening. The U.S. has fewer than 30 days of diesel, uh, the lowest level since 1945. In response, influential Democrats including leading U.S. Senate candidates and former Department of Energy officials, are pressuring the administration to socialize, backdoor, or to nationalize American oil and gas firms. What happens to the money that the private people have put into these companies once this fascistic, feeble fraud nationalizes the oil, which I think he is definitely going to try to do, in particular if these Soviet Marxist frauds calling themselves Democrats, these mafia members, retain control of the House or the Senate or both. What happens? Yeah. Well, you don't have to look far. You have Venezuela. I mean, Hugo Chavez nationalized that industry, took over, the, and now it can barely pump out, I don't know how many oil, barrels of oil a day. And so... Um, Obviously, that happened. That would be, uh, I don't know the word. <laughs> Catastrophic? But here, you have... Yeah, you, that's a good word. Yeah, you, but you have this this private economy and you have this public sector, right? It's why these fat-ass loyalists yeah. keep voting Democrat as they wait for their mystical, magical pensions to tell you how great they worked at the street department and they can't name the streets in the neighborhood. So you've got these guys going on in, 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 this, in, the, in the economy, the private sector versus the public fraud sector. You've got hundreds of billions of dollars that I can calculate, but I can't find any information on it because they don't want it to know how many American hedge funds, how many American investors had their money stolen for them when the U.S. declared a proxy war on Russia after everybody invested in Russian energy companies and Russian companies as we were all getting along fine before the guy who was bribed by Ukraine got in the presidency. So we got all that money just missing. Now we've got you and, and hedge funds and guys all over the world that own American energy companies because it's always been a dividend-paying safe haven. What mm-hmm. happens when they nationalize? What happens to the money? It just goes poof, doesn't it? They just keep it, these scoundrels. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happens. The government just says, I mean, it's like the scene from, as I said, uh, Venezuela where Hugo Chavez was walking down the street and saying, I'll take that. I'll take that building. Yeah. I'm going to take that business. And, um, and we, you know, unfortunately, you know, as you mentioned, you know, we have these public, private, really nothing is free market 
today, right? You look at no. whether it's medical industry, the biggest part of it is the government. You talked about GM earlier, the auto companies, you know, yeah. they're building cars that don't make money. Yeah, it's a, not even a company. It's a fraud. It's a pass-through. Yeah. It's to keep pretend, guys. Well, in the meantime, when it comes to these questions, when it comes to protecting your money, it's Tom Fortino of the Alpha Wealth Group. You can hear him right here on Saturdays. And uh, before I let you go, one last thing. Do you think that it's, there's a possibility that the naked man who may or may not have been wearing a leather collar that was fighting over there over one hammer or two hammers with Paul Pelosi was an option trader and had the opposite side of those $80 calls? Uh, <laughs> I don't want to mention All right, yeah, you want to keep your license. In the meantime, Top 14 Alpha World Group, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. All right, John, take care. Have a great weekend. You too. 312 642 I'll go to all your calls when I get back. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Couldn't it Let's go to somebody who clearly has been attacked with a hammer in the past. And it's still in a, a place where it's leveling out in a ra- rational means. The other thing is that I think you're going to see that people are looking to uh, say, wow, the price not only gas is down, but the price of I'm not getting charged for overdrafting my checks. It's impossible to make him dumber. Uh, Lloyd, Gary, Indiana. Hey, how you doing tonight, Sean? Good, how are you? Hey, a uh, couple of things, if I could, sure. maybe. As long as you don't number okay, them, well, I'm fine if you, unless you, until you number them, but go ahead. Well, you know, talking about the hammer and all, I came in late to this segment. Anyways, <laughs> so the hammer thing's going on. To all you kids out there, might not have watched it, Friday Night Movie thing and what's not, you know, uh, Soylent Green. How did that movie start out? With a hammer? Wow. Maybe they ought to watch it. Yeah. All right, go ahead. You're not going to trip me. Anyways, up go ahead. Trump, Trump. The other thing, when the red wave does happen, and it's going to happen, and they're going to introduce the new Speaker of the House. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great if somebody walked in there and goes, uh, "And we're going to introduce Mr. President Donald Trump"? Walks out on stage. Yeah, that's not going to happen. But I like tells that. Nancy, tells Nancy, "You're fired." Yeah. Remember when she tore up all the papers when the president had his it's speech going on? It's an interesting story, and I think you you only came in second to the guy who wrote the story of the Pelosi hammer attack. But I like it. It's very good. Thank you very much. Jeff and Wheaton. Sean, you handsome son of a female dog. How are you? <laughs> splendid, splendid. How are Listen, you? you got the story wrong. All right. They were both hammered because it was between an inside trading scumbag and a Democrat plan to detract and derail the conversation, and they commissioned him. They commissioned him. So the red tsunami that's coming to take down J.B. the Hutt, yeah. and that's going to sweep away the scum of the earth. I like your optimism, kid. I like it. Exactly. Yeah. So I just want to tell you. All right. You're not only handsome and amazing, I just want to say let's go, Brandon. All right. Thank you very much. Ah, that was good stuff. Good stuff. Why do I want to play? I think the sad thing about this is, you know, Herschel Walker is woefully underqualified for this job. Did you hear that? Woefully underqualified. But Fetterman is qualified. Biden is qualified. Nancy Pelosi is not inside trading. Mark and Crown Point. Uh, Hey, Sean. Um, I'm retired law enforcement, and I uh, was listening to the story about the two hammers 
or the one hammer. Yeah. And it didn't make sense to me that there would be two hammers because the reports would have been written differently. You think the guy just reported um, it that way? The, the chief of police is such an illiterate moron that he would just say well, it that way? Well, what I did was I went to the Reuters website and I looked up the story. All right. And in their story, they're reporting that the suspect and the victim were struggling over a hammer. But Reuters, yeah, okay. well, hey, hopefully Reuters isn't pulling, pulling one of those uh, clean up the lie story because I'm only going on what, they, you know, this story, by the way, of this policeman, this is this morning, like they had to come out and give their, their update. So Reuters would be off of this story. But, I mean, it is possible because as you listen to this idiot, he called Mr. Pelosi's husband. I mean, he's clearly not that bright and he could have made a mistake, but. I was just going on what he said, and he said they both had a hammer. And, it, you know, I, I could see them struggling over a hammer. I guess that would make sense, and a faux pas. But wouldn't this be much better if the police had a body camera footage of the incident? Oh, obviously, of course. But the Reuters story, quote, the police chief, his last name is Scott. Uh-huh. And the police chief said we're struggling over a hammer. Now, do you know, I uh, was getting ready. I, I have really an upsetting thing with this with this guy getting off of the DUI. The idea that there are 290,000 DUI accidents in this country, over 10,000 ending in death. The way in which you saw him use his political sway to squash it and walk out scot-free. You ever seen anything like that outside of a ghetto in Chicago? No. All right, Mark. That's why you're better off in Crown Point and stay safe and thank you. You will be our uh, law enforcement expert liaison whenever I have a question and need to be straightened out. I still like to know if anyone smelled the hammer. Thank you very much, Mark. Vince on the north side, did you smell the hammer? Uh, No, I didn't. All right. Fair enough. But I do have a theory. Uh, I have a feeling it was. A ball-peen hammer. A ball-peen hammer. Now, that's the favorite weapon of the Hells Angels, and I know that because I grew up with one of those guys who's now dead. And he used to always travel with a ball-peen hammer. They love wielding that thing around. Me, myself, I prefer a rubber mallet. Doesn't leave as much damage, and it's harder to trace. I can't take any other calls? All right. 312-642-5600. Steve, you'll be first. Phil, you'll be after him. If you want to be on the line, 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. It's Friday. Fantastic Friday. Plus, of course, your Paul Pelosi. However, his 60 call options on Apple have more than quintupled in value. It's always good. Uh, Speaker Pelosi, now she is attacking Republican voters. She says, quote, she cannot believe anybody would vote for these people. And she labeled the Republicans' midterm campaign strategy as endless lying and endless money. Senator Rick Scott, Republican. Endless lying and endless money. They're losing on every front, in particular this one. In Philadelphia, crime is constant and has become a part of everyday life for many living here. Violent robberies have doubled since just last year, and Philly is on track to break the record for murders it set in 2021. So this is the memorial here. Oh, okay. Can we walk over there? Yeah. Yeah. Community activist Roz Pichardo lives in Philadelphia's Kensington neighborhood. So she was shot and killed... 
um, a couple months Sounds ago. Sounds like the utopia of Kensington. He was That's shot it? and killed. Uh, that yeah. case is still unsolved, too. Almost every block has a memorial for a gunshot victim. This kid, I, I watched this kid grow up, and he was shot there right on this corner. He was murdered March 12th. Which is seven year old in Chicago shot in his own house washing his hands. How many people robbed, raped, ghetto rideshare, carjacked? How many? What was the attention of the Democrat AGs throughout the country, the Democrat FOPs throughout the country? Sorry, boys, but when you donate to the Democrat alderman in Chicago, you get thrown in the mix too. What happens to the perpetrators? What do you have in Chicago? 73? People have shot somebody after they were arrested hours earlier. Boy, oh boy, if only we were all politicians. Pull the hammer away from Ms. Pelosi and violently assaulted him with it. Our officers immediately tackled the suspect, disarmed him, took him into custody, requested emergency backup, and rendered medical aid. The suspect has been identified as 42-year-old David DePepe. Mr. Pelosi and Mr. DePappi were transported to a local hospital for treatment. This is an active investigation currently being led by the San Francisco Police Department Special Investigations Division. Special we are working closely with our partners from the FBI, FBI the U.S. Attorney's Office, US Attorney, the U.S. Capitol Police, Capitol and Police. our district attorney here in San Francisco County, uh, D.A. Brooke Jenkins and her team. The motive for this attack is still being determined. Mr. DePepe will be booked at the San Francisco County Jail on the following charges. Attempted homicide, assault with a deadly weapon, elder abuse, burglary, and several several other additional felonies. Meanwhile, the justice for the people in Chicago who are carjacked, shot, raped, the business owners who were robbed. Where's the justice? You know what? Maybe you should just take Paul Pelosi as a partner and stop waiting for him to buy call options on your stock if you ever go public. Steve in Wisconsin. Hey, how's it going, Sean? Good. How are you? Oh, not too bad. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to thank my pops for uh, getting me to listen to your show. Oh. recently passed away, but Matt, your show's great. Oh, that, that means the world to me. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate it. How old was he? Yeah, uh, uh, he was 68. Young, young man. Yeah, but he loved your show, man. He listened to you every day. Uh, it means the world to me. Thank you very much, Steve. Thank you. Yeah, I'm just a little disappointed. Uh, you, you were making fun of Dr. Arwadi with her little press conference today. We're going to talk about the Viagra Slayer, Dr. Arwadi, and Bell's Palsy <laughs> along with the vaccine later. In the meantime, you hang on. You're getting a shirt. Thank you very much, Steve in Wisconsin. Israel, Highwood, Illinois. Hi, Sean. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you, buddy? You're good. Listen, I just want to say, I know there's a scam from the Democrats to uh, blame the Republicans. First of all, I never heard any crime that they say, we got to look for the, for the motive. So <laughs> that means they, the motive is going to be the Republicans. Well, they're opportunists, Israel. And I'll tell you what they, they also do that with their fantastic at. Taking a scandal and turning it into a crime so you have a pigeon versus a victim. I don't like the story. It reminds me. What do you think, uh, the, uh, Kennedy, the lion of the Senate? Did, oh what, what did he do to the woman he killed in her family? They became oh, they, they're they, throwaways. They got away with it. Right? If she would have lived, 
She would have been a drunk who took control of the wheel and drove off the bridge. She would have been a Republican that he was kind enough to give a ride home. They don't fool me. They're scoundrels and scallywags, and they need this kind of scandal because they're losing on the crime issue. Now you have sympathy. Now they're, they're victims, too. We're victims. And look, we're going we're gonna to do all we can to help the, the perpetrator. And it covers up a very nice scandal that may have involved oiled-up men and a leather collar. Israel, thank you for calling You're us. 100% right. Thank you, Keep brother. Up your good work. Thank you, brother. Thank you very much. Mike, Chicago. Hey, Sean, how are you today? You know, Mike, as I take your call and I say Chicago, how many people as we speak already today have been victims of violence, muggings, robbery, carjacking? You think they're going to get a tenth, a tenth of the justice Paul Pelosi got and we don't even know what the crime really was? That, that's so true. You know, all the families are really different. Oh, we got a they, terrible, we got a terrible connection, Mike. I'm going to put you on hold because it's a terrible connection. Tom in Blue Island, I know you're not going to the gym. Hey, Sean, I got we got plenty of hammers in garage or hammers and uh, rubber for roofing in the garage. But Careful. the part I don't understand is the pilgrim being naked because I assure you, anyone seeing me naked would be scared off enough. Just by that, they wouldn't need a hammer or anything else. Was the song YMCA playing in the background? See, I want the background. I want the whole setup. I got 20 bucks as the song YMCA was playing on in the background. What'd you say, honey? Uh, George, Orland Park. Sure, what's happening? Not much, brother. How are you? I'm on Route 88, yeah. going towards 39, and they're up north to Wisconsin. Uh-huh. And the, the windmill farm out here is just stationary. There's no wind. $3.1 million per windmill. $3.1 million. hundreds of them right now. Yeah, it's the greatest scam. Well, that's one of the greatest scams. Boy, I don't know if I like that scam, if I like Obamacare, if I like Social Security. I can't decide what is my favorite government fraud and scam, but that's right up there. George in Orland Park, three point one million land lease to the farmer. How else do you think they afford those eighty five thousand dollar trucks and those wives that eat like Pritzker? It's a nice scam if you can get in on it. Get yourself some farland. They don't pay taxes either. Thank you, brother, for the call. That reminds me of a clip I haven't utilized in a while. Tonight's game is brought to us by something special. The kite's best friend, the flag's partner in patriotism. You've seen cherubs blow it from map corners. The wind! All yeah, right. blow me some sports. Let's fight or the ramparts we... Or the ramparts we what? Don't worry, I'll go see what's wrong. What the? Who turned off the wind? Dad, if we're really off the grid, then we won't get power when the air is still. Oh, well, I'm not crawling back to big electricity. Yeah, you are. And we'll talk about that more. I'll take the rest of your phone calls. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Also playing in the background as the police pulled up. Everybody looked like they had recently been dipped in Vaseline. Clearly it's political. Kellyanne Conway's husband, who looks makes Wayne Newton look like a lumberjack, George Conway. He's on CNN right now with his hair all blown out. He's got the VO5 look going on. Open collared shirt, and still I can't find his neck. He's talking about this is clearly 
the Republicans' fault. Scott in Inverness. Yeah, I just, I'm looking at an article here, uh-huh. and the police chief said at one point, both men were holding hammers. Now, Scott, you don't sound like an extremely young man. You've been around for quite a while, have you not? Yes, I've been around a long time. How many parties have you gone to in your heyday? How many would you say? Guess to me. Cocktail parties oh, in the 60s? Off the chart. Off the chart. Do you ever uh, find the need to get naked and walk around with hammers in your hand? No, I've done some other crazy things, but not that. Scott, something tells me that's one of those San Francisco YMCA parties, and you're lucky you weren't there. You wouldn't be able to shave in the morning and look yourself in the face. I have another point. All right. It says police responded to the 2.27 a.m. call. It was, and a police chief said it was a wellness check. Now, police don't sit around and say, hey, it's 2.27 a.m. in the morning. Let's make a wellness check on the Pelosi home. That story sounds like it came right out of 1953 Daily Crime Syndicate. The whole damn thing stinks. Somebody had to request that wellness check. Now, my favorite relative of my wife lived in Inverness. He's long gone. Did you happen to know anybody named Lull Orlando Ponzio? No, I did not. Oh, you'd have loved him. Wonderful, brilliant guy. Scott, you made my day. Thank you for calling, brother. Thank you. Oh, you love my day. There's a man that's been to parties since the 50s. Through the crazy 60s, disco 70s. Never found a party. Guys are walking around naked with a hammer. Rich, Indian Head Park, are you naked and do you have hey, a hammer? <laughs> hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? Good, good. I'm dressed for now, but I plan Another on getting naked with my wife and I'm going to chase her around the house with a hammer. Not a great show. <laughs> Thank you. Listen, <laughs> this attack on Pelosi's husband, it doesn't fit the narrative of the, uh, of the Democrats because all they've been talking about is... Uh, climate change and abortion rights. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden, because he got attacked, now they're going to jump jump on the bandwagon and say, okay, uh, now that he's attacked, uh, now we're going to worry about crime. Yeah. Well, that's one aspect. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I pose this to you. Paul Pelosi is a scumbag who has been partying like it's 1999 since it was 1969. He's got the old lady out on the mill. He's inside traded himself to worth half a billion dollars. He's partying like Marlon Brando in the heyday. Who knows what the hell was going on? This is a spin on a story where I think a couple of uh, guys in a jacuzzi got in an argument over a bologna sandwich and beat the hell out of each other. And now we're putting a spin on it. That's what I say. think. And I'm free to think it because it's America. No, but, but but like they said before, this guy's worth five hundred million dollars, right? Yeah, if you factor in his assets of, of real gonna estate value, somebody, yeah. he's going to have somebody come on his property, break his window, yeah. and hit him with a hammer. Yeah, yeah. Come on, it's preposterous. It's of course. In the meantime, Rich, see if you could find out the acreage of their vineyard for me. I'd like to know that. Thank you very much. Kevin in Austin, Texas, has been known to go to parties nude with a hammer in his hand. Sean, those are allegations, and they have not been proven. <laughs> All right. They're unfounded, but you know what Austin is, party town. Go ahead. Uh, I just hope that the voters in Illinois aren't caught. Uh, <laughs> just stick with their uh, hammer in their hand, and they actually take some action. Yeah. And get out and vote for Bailey. Baileyforillinois.com. I, I just saw my first Bailey Trussell signs 
on my way to the studio. They were put in a median right on uh, 58. And uh, it was nice to see it. Listen, I'd love to see him close the deal. I you see what's going on in New York. It's extremely well, it's possible. Did you know, Kevin, in Maine, Maine, they're going to throw out that dimwit Democrat in Maine, too. It's all a good story. This is the fastest damn show. Are you kidding me? I got 20. Stop. Don't do me the countdown. Don't pressure me with your clock, squirrel. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. My next guest is somebody that I've had the pleasure of talking to before. I like the way he writes because I like the way he thinks. He thinks from the perspective of an investigative journalist the way it is supposed to be. He is a Shulman journalism fellow at the David Horowitz Freedom Center. He writes from Front Page Magazine as an investigative journalist focusing on the radical left, Islamic terrorism. He is covering the Fetterman, and he has an article that it may cost a Senate seat, as it should. His name is Daniel Greenfield. Daniel, thank you for joining me. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for having me on. You know, when this first happened, I was insulted more than anything else. I was insulted that the Democrat, as I call them, a mafia, have such disrespect not just for the people that they loathe, like me. They have disrespect for all Americans as they would pretend that this 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 incapable person is capable of valet parking a car, let alone being a senator. Or does it mean the senators really don't do much? Uh, you know, once people started realizing just how badly uh, Fetterman was doing, they actually started to make the argument that Senators are basically useless. We might as well have, have somebody who's completely incapable of doing the job. When uh, I obviously look at things through the perspective of my life and my lens, and I understand that in a representative republic, these are not my rulers. These are my employees. I judge my own side of the table that way. When I look at these fundraising frauds on the other side, I always look at them harshly. So he could have uh, talked the way he did prior to his stroke, and I would have found the content of his character repulsive however what we're dealing with now is somebody who is simply incapable and the excuses of oh he his thought process his speech pattern well those are the denominators that make you capable how sick do you have to be to not be qualified to be a democrat politician you know you asked that with joe biden this is a guy who can't put together a single sentence and yet he's in power and we've had this before with your wilson Actually, was hospitalized with a stroke as well as actually making the decision. The media lied about it, just like they lied about it. Are you um, are you optimistic that people who may have thought themselves Democrats may have even agreed to a certain extent with the idea that Democrats are just nuanced politicians that view economic issues differently? Do you think that they were as insulted as I feel they should be? Now, a lot of people are angry about being lied to, whether it's the pandemic, lockdown, or so much else. And this is just a way to cap on that. Uh, when people are being told that uh, inflation is in their imagination, that there's no recession, uh, that everything that they're seeing around them is a lie, 
people understand their intelligence is being insulted. Most people are not ideological. They're not political. Uh, but they actually absolutely know that when uh, their common sense is being ridiculed, and their experiences don't match up with what they're being told, uh, that the people doing this to them are liars. I'm wondering if you think the blueprint that the Democrats have followed, after all, it did, w- it did win. They did get a president nominated, one who hid from the, from the general public, one who was massaged by the modern-day media. You see that this almost, I, I think this lost, he lost the race. I can't imagine he wins Fetterman in particular. But do you think it's possible that they also feel this was the mistake and they will be more cautious the next time? And just the loyalty to the party is what's more important rather than the ability to be a representative. Is that still going going to exist in the future? Or do you think Fetterman's performance was so sickening that it, it will not be done again in the future? I'm curious to know what you think. You know, if they put up a debate next time around, they're going to make sure that he's up to a debate. I can tell you that much. Uh, party loyalty is everything. As you said, this is a mafia. So their priority is having somebody who will toe the party line. Whether that thinking is even conscious, whether they can work it again at the same time, is just a tactical issue to them. And it's them, it's all about tactics. It's yeah. about are they going to win, and they will do anything to win. You know, Daniel, I'm having a, a hard time hearing you. Do you mind if I... um? If I put you on hold and we try to fix this issue? Of course. Thank you. So now that I heard perfectly. Um, see, the, the, the reality is what we need to combat is the idea that the media of investigative reporting is only done on our side or from another side and the political parties um, that they despise are the ones that bring out the attention. We need to get back to the place where all reporters owe it to the people of this country to focus vehemently hard on the capability of these politicians. When you have no standards, you get a situation like we're in. Is he back? Still working on it? And that is the biggest issue. So the Fetterman issue in particular is the most obvious because it's clearly the largest fraud this country's ever dealt with at this stage of politics. But that is not, ironically, what the left the Democrat mafia would have you to believe. In fact, the attention isn't on Fetterman's performance. It isn't on Hulka's performance, whatever her name is, the governor of New York. It isn't on the failure in Arizona where the woman refuses to debate Carrie Lake. Okay, are you there, uh, Daniel? Yes. All right, so much better. Thank you so much. I wanted to, you know, because I really do. I, I, I read your writings. I love the fact that you covered this case. And it is, it, it's absurd to me that in America circa 2022, we have this situation when somebody who is m- mentally unfit can be senator. And then, to your point, I look at the president. He's got the glazed face, clearly is suffering. He gets lost on a stage. If the people don't demand this be fixed, this will just become the norm, will it not? It's already the norm. If you look at just the ages of some of the House Democrat leadership, uh, Pelosi on down, you look at Senator Dianne Feinstein, who apparently has trouble recognizing colleagues and knowing where she is. But, you know, when the people behind the scenes are actually running things, it's convenient to have people out front who don't know what's going on, literally. Aside from this being the ramifications to Americans and the economy, there are other consequences. And this is the part I want to talk to you about. Have the enemies of liberty, the enemies of freedom ever been stronger around the world than they are right now. What I'm seeing in Saudi Arabia, what I'm seeing in Iran, what we're seeing in North Korea, in China, in Russia, the failures are bringing us to World War III. And as Albert Einstein said, I know how World War III will go, and I think World War IV 
will go with sticks and stones. Can we afford this kind of failure? No, precisely because China's on the upswing, other enemy nations are rising, and they're exploiting our weakness, uh, the way that we're divided, uh, the way that we turn on each other, and the way that our leaders are increasingly incapable of doing even the simplest possible things, uh, except turning on other Americans. So at this point of irreconcilable differences, because, you know, Daniel, that's the way I categorize this. These are irreconcilable differences. How do you go? How do you get back together with a group of citizens that have adopted the mindset of fascists and socialists, Marxists and communists? How do you make up? Well, in Germany, they had denazification after the war. Uh, we need our own denazification in some ways. Uh, you have to remember that much of the country has been brainwashed, has been poisoned, has been propagandized with absolutely destructive ideas. Some people have been waking up in the last few years. Others have not. But this is coming from the top down. It is not a natural, organic situation. Uh, it is being promoted by government authorities, but also by a vast network of nonprofits. Huge foundations like the Ford Foundation, Soros' own operation, and uh, you know a lot of organizations within academia, the media itself. So this is a top-down phenomenon. We need to deal with those organizations that are brainwashing Americans to hate each other. It seems to me, um, you know, as I'm reflecting on your answer with the aged people in our government, I mean, from Diane Feinstein to the average age in the Senate, is America the only? country that claims to be free but yet still has a permanent governing class i don't see this issue is this the issue in israel is this the issue in great britain is there a permanent political class where the names are legacy names and family names and they may have other countries like russia have an oligarch system or ukraine but we have a political oligarch system is this breakable can we change this in your opinion uh, it's very much an oligarchy. It's a monarchy, even in some ways, because there are just families that seem to pass it down. Second, third generation policy herself is second generation. Uh, no, for starters, we need to remove so much of the power that's been built into government. We've created a very powerful government, and when you have a powerful government, at some point you end up with something that is an oligarchy, that's a monarchy, that is totalitarian. The founding fathers understood this. That's why they created the kind of constitution that we have that was supposed to weaken national government authorities, that we made it very, very strong, and this is what happens when you have a very strong government. Then you have strong rulers who are not accountable to the people. And it seems to be getting stronger because the recipe to get it stronger is for government to continue to fail the citizens. This is something that is obvious. I'm from Chicago, Illinois. That is exactly what happens. The more the government fails, the stronger it gets, the more subservient the people become. This is the formula. This is the explanation for Biden policies and policies of the American government from economic to to foreign. Um, do you think that the people have caught on to this or do you think there's more pain in the future? Oh, there's definitely more pain, unfortunately. Some people are catching on but you know, about how much uh, pain somebody has to experience to wake up. And it's different levels for different people. For some people losing their jobs, having to close their businesses. Losing their savings is a wake-up call for others. It's just going to drag on, and others are just not feeling it because it's not affecting them right now. But eventually, it's going to affect everybody one way or another. I was sickened by the Saudi response to um, Joe Biden's feeble attempt to beg. But what I was also aware of is the Saudi prince continue from his lap of luxury, his net worth in the hundreds of millions, if not billions, 
Uh, I don't know if you saw it. He went on to say how he was always going to be part of jihad and the rest of it. It doesn't really matter if we profit this culture from from our political policies. If oil goes to $3,000, there's always going to be this angst. How do you combat this? How do you civilize the uncivilized? That's all I can see it. You can dress them up. We can put them in Rolls Royces. But uh, we still have the ongoing problems. We don't need to civilize them. And by the way, we were the ones who found the oil. We were the ones who made the Saudis wealthy. And when the Saudis decided to nationalize our oil, uh, the American government compensated the oil companies and let them get away with it. So, you know, there's a bunch of things we could do, but the most basic one is actually become self-sufficient, which is a crazy idea in this globalist system where the idea is that we're supposed to have a supply chain that is global. And when there's a war in Ukraine or uh, the Saudis or the Iranians are fighting, then suddenly uh, Americans are deprived. And this is something that is absolutely unsustainable. It's broken, and it's turning us into a third-world country. When you go into a supermarket and you don't see food, when you go to a gas station and gas is 6 $7, this is the globalist um, This is why I read you. This is why I enjoy having you on. Daniel Greenfield, thank you so much. I know that the people uh, can find you at Front Page Magazine. Where else can they find you? I have my own site, danielgreenfield.org, but I'm honored to work for David Horowitz at frontpagemag.com. Thank you so much for everything you do. I look forward to meeting you. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Investigative reporters could change the trajectory of the country, exposing the frauds and the scams. I'm going to take your calls. I am. But I want to I want to play something for you. These Democrat sewers are fungible. No matter where you are, they're run by the same kind of fascist, the same kind of corruption, the same kind of failure with lipstick on it. This is Janet Mills in Maine, which if you've never been there, it's a beautiful state. Used to have thriving businesses. No longer suffering under the same Democrat fascism and failure as all of these Democrat hellholes. Now, I mentioned we have a lot of questions from our viewers. I want to get to one of those right now. This is from Melissa Brown, uh, no town given. She says, I'm a registered nurse who had to choose between my career and taking the mandated shot against COVID. I've been out of the job I love for over a year now. I'm wondering what each candidate's stand is on this. Governor Mills, she says, in her opinion, the mandate has never stopped the transmission of the virus. And you want me to answer that first, certainly. Look, um, what I say is anybody who has to go into a nursing home or a health care facility, a hospital, wherever, you deserve to be cared for by a person who has been fully protected themselves against contagious diseases. In the beginning of the pandemic, we found people catching the virus in the hospital. No, no, no. Now, see, it doesn't matter that it doesn't work. It doesn't matter that the Pfizer executive admitted they never tested it. None of that matters. What matters is to put lipstick on the fascism and the failure that the Democrat scourge perpetrated throughout the country, let alone the Democrat governors like Cuomo that took the people with COVID and put them into senior homes, murdering thousands. And that was followed by virtually every one of these imbeciles, just like Janet Mills. 
But here's the good news. In Europe, it's different. But our reporters on CNN are running stories about a hammer no matter what orifice it's in. They're running stories about the Democrat Party and the fact that they're trying. They're covering up stroke idiots. They're covering up failure and scandals. But in the EU, surprisingly, they're taking on the real scandals. Pfizer lied. People died. Governments lied. People died. Ursula von der Leyen lied, people died. This is what we learned in the past week, starting of October 10th, 2022. On that day, we found out on record that a representative of Pfizer acknowledged in the COVID committee in the European Parliament that they never tested their injections for stopping the transmission of the virus. The same information was confirmed three days after. On October 13th, 2022, a representative of the European Commission in the same COVID committee stated the following, and I quote, and his answer was after I asked him about the effectiveness of these injections. And he said the following, if you want to have a vaccine that prevents transmission, best of luck. We could have got it, but it is not there yet. There's work going on in this direction, but that is a completely different design of these vaccines, end quote. Now, if this country had politicians that wanted to protect you, this would be the headline. Instead, the Democrat fascist frauds continue to double down on their fraud, on their mistakes, on the wrong answers. We are one of the only countries that is ignoring the fact that the vaccine is not what it said they said it was. It doesn't work. It's causing more harm than good, and they're not investigating it. They're still covering it up. Who wants to talk about it? Which Democrat? Janet Mills, useless and stupid. What do you say? Some of them getting very, very ill from that, and some of them dying. And the virus... You mean COVID or the vaccine? Hey, you is being brought into the hospitals, nursing homes, and health care facilities. So based on the best science, the best medical advice possible, and based on the request of the hospitals and, and medical facilities, we did impose a, a work requirement that anybody working in certain health care professions be fully vaccinated as they already... So in other words, screw you that you lost your job. Screw you that you want to explore the fact of what's going on around the world. This is outrageous. Outrageous. Hey, did you hear Paul Pelosi and his sex toy had a fight? Bill Beverly. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Nice to talk to you. My pleasure. Look, this thing with children and the CDC recommending these terrible products is absolutely nuts. They are ignoring ignoring facts. Sweden, Denmark, Germany, France, England. They now agree that these products should not be used in children based on recent data that shows these products do not prevent severe disease, hospitalization, or death in children. Now, why does Bill and Beverly know that, but CNN is running Paul Pelosi? This is outrageous. Look at this, John. You know, we've known for a long time that there was no evidence that there was prevention of transmission. I knew that 10 years ago. Of course. We got a problem with our phone line. I'm not hanging up on you, but I got a problem with our phone lines. What the hell's going on? Is it strictly the NSA? Well, they can't stop the clips from the EU. And because they lied, people died. 
Because in these two years, when maybe there could have been developed other kind of treatments of this virus, nobody pay attention to that. When scientists, when medical experts said that there are regular treatments to this virus, they were labeled as promoting disinformation and not trusting the science. Well, this is what the science just stated right now, that they haven't tested these medical products for stopping the transmission of the virus. Now, in this country, both parties, bipartisan frauds, have been lying to you for two years. Their cohorts are a media that is supposed to inform you that is covering up the fact that the vaccine is creating more death than it ever prevented. Unfortunately, it took us two years to realize and to make these public officials and these companies to acknowledge something that all of us said by raising just logical questions. Not to mention... Warm welcome to this talk. It's Tuesday, the 25th of October. Now, I want to look at a few things today. The main one probably is going to be the uh, excess deaths in young people in the United States. That's murder, man. Murder. The CDC tells you to put it in more kids? Get the hell out of here. I see what you're doing, and you're not going to get away with it. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I'm the answer. No, I definitely think it was YMCA on in the back. This was not on in the Pelosi house at 2.30 in the morning when it was hammer time. Why weren't the body cameras on? Boy, oh boy, oh boy. You're 2022. Everything is videotaped. Everything's all over. Uh, there's no surve- There's all surveillance. Yet we can't find anything, and I have to take the word of the most prophetic liars among us. I remember when we took the word on so many topics, like, say, the vaccine. Logical questions. And unfortunately, and I have to say this, the worldwide media refuse to ask these logical questions. What are the studies, or what were the studies back then, behind these vaccines? How long did they take to develop the vaccines? Are they stopping the transmission of the virus or not? We find that now, two years later, that they are not. This is a serious issue. And I hope that all these public officials who are still holding public offices will never, ever be again elected by the people in any such office. Now, you know, it's funny. There's a clip that doesn't sound like it's attached, but I say it is. You see, I remember when you first look into what exactly do these congressmen do? You know, we had a scumbag here, Irish Gypsy Joe Walsh. What did he really do? What do they do all day in their offices? You know, I hear Charlie Chris talking about some of this other stuff. You know, he as a congressman made $174,000 a year. You know how many days he showed up to work in Washington, D.C. this year? 14 days. Imagine that deal for you. You show up 14 days and you make over hundred grand. That's the type of That's effort this guy enough. puts in actually doing his job. So they're told how to vote from the party. They spend all day raising money. They all have war chests they pay no taxes on. Each one of these scum are inside trading profiteers and all retire worth tens of millions of dollars. So you think they give a rip about the vaccine safety? Who's the biggest donors 
Is it the insurance companies, big pharma, or the military-industrial complex? Is brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch, sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline. Brought to you by Pfizer. I know, Squirrel. They're all news organizations. That's the only way you could have a cover-up of, the, of, a, of a fraud this massive. And in the meantime, the government that is supposed to represent you is very comfortable ruling you. As the CDC, the NIH, and the Gatsangul, they're all shoving this vaccine as if it worked. Bill and Beverly. We're your four-inch hose. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Good, Bill. Hey, getting back to this issue with kids. So, first of all, no need, no efficacy, and no safety. No need. Fair health study. Marty McCary showed... Zero normal children died of COVID. Yeah. 86% of kids are of natural immunity. Second point, no efficacy. There's actually negative efficacy. After five months, you're more likely to get COVID if you're vaccinated, and you're five times more likely to be contagious if you've been vaccinated than unvaccinated. No efficacy. Third thing, no safety. Study out of Thailand, first prospective study, shows one out of every 30 teenage boys gets myocarditis. Absolutely crazy. It's, FDA meets, we're back in ACIP meetings. They say no evidence for efficacy, yet they go and recommend them anyway. Now they're enshrined into the CDC vaccine schedule. The nice thing is, Absolute Bill. Absolute insanity. You, have, you actually have good people that are fighting it. The bad thing is none of it is happening in America where they're covering it up. And I think it's because this is where the most corruption in big pharma lies we're one of the only two countries that advertise these drugs. All of our kids are on antidepressants, among other things. We're the most medicated, over-medicated people in, on the planet, and it continues. I have, obviously, you, you know who Dr. John Campbell is. This is something yes. to watch, and we have hope. Unfortunately, for the first time, it's not coming from our country. It's coming from others. Thank you, Bill. I really do appreciate yes. the call very much. Thank you. And what he's referring to, or what I'm referring to, is Dr. John Campbell, who came out the other day. with The official data has shown a cumulative total of around about 17,000 excess deaths in zero uh, years to 24-year-olds in the United States. So- That's tremendous. These are real kids who seem somewhat normal, who have, been, who have trusted their parents, their teachers, their government, who have poisoned them. And they go to sleep, and they don't wake up. I guess if the kids who, who, who can't get attention, who do nothing, you know the kids who die of drug overdoses and fentanyl and suicides from the other fascistic actions of the government, they're definitely not going to get any attention. Uh, Dave and Addison? Hey, Sean, how you doing? Good, how are you? Hey, uh... Oh, God. What'd you do? You forgot something. The, uh, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. There's a, I know you used to do movies on uh, Friday nights. There's a great movie to see called Hot Shots Part 2. Come on. I'm way ahead of you. Charlie Sheen and Lloyd Bridges is an inept president. Love it. You'll laugh your butt off. Thank you for the tip. I appreciate it. We're living in Dumb and Dumber and Dumberer Part 2. Paul Bensonville. You seem kind of docile today. Yeah, I feel a little dust. It's Friday, but I'm excited. I'm going home tomorrow. What do you got? Well, I, I can tell you, I had a horrible week. They sent me over to Bellwood for my job, and, and it, it smelled like freaking uh, welfare in Hennessy. Yeah, 
I went over to a liquor store. Got a cold. You know, I, I used to live in John. It was an actual gun. I used to live in Bowen. I used to live on the corner of. Uh, I lived at three hundred Geneva. My first school was Jefferson. My first teacher was Mrs. Guzzi. He was once an incredible community, and I appreciate that very much. If Elon Musk was a cigar, what kind of cigar would he be? It's simple. He would be a classic Monte Cristo Churchill. Thank you very much, Paul. Go have one of those. You'll feel much better. Uh, Barb, I love the ladies. Rockford. Yes, Sean. Hi. Hi. I really enjoy your show. Oh, that means the world to me. Thank you very much. And this is only for us. And if you notice, I don't let these scoundrel rat bastards on. Only me and us. That's it. You have courage. Yeah. Well, what else are you going to do? I didn't get this nose reading. Go ahead. <laughs> this morning when I was looking at the film the police showed on Pelosi's patio doors. How much do you think those bad the, boys cost? Well... What I was looking at, because I've always been a mystery detective, nut. All right. Um, The glass was on the brick patio, which if you're breaking in, the glass would be inside the house. Yes, that's an excellent point. Uh, Right, so the old setup thing, unless he pulled it out and stuck the arm through. But here's, I agree with you. And I didn't like one aspect of this. But I do think the police chief is a moron if you watch the, the press conference he's clearly an idiot what i want to know from you basil rathbone or uh the kid who plays iron man what the hell's his name kid who plays iron man robert downey jr who made a better sherlock holmes basil rathbone Rathbone. the best the best (laughs) of course what's how about the hounds of baskerville oh what it's still a fantastic thank you barb and rockford no question about it and i like I like the kid who uh, plays Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr., but he's no Basil Rathbone. Vince in Huntley. Hello. Hi, Vince. Island Lake. All right. Well, I can only read what it says here, but we're going to do Karnak later in the show. Go ahead. All our three-letter institutions received royalties from Pfizer. Ah, if uh, If only we could open the budget. And take a look for ourselves. But, Vince, don't start thinking hey. you're in a representative republic, kid. You're not. You're in a third world banana republic. Go ahead. Hey, Sean, and HHS yeah. paid off Fox News, Newsmax, and then all the other liberal ones. Sounds not like the only guys not getting a check are me and you from this. But I will say, right? yeah, Fox News is a disgrace as far as I'm concerned. Uh, because I think they have three great shows, great shows. But Paul Ryan on the board, a guy who never had a job except driving the Wiener Mobile. Come on, brother. That smells of corruption. You know the game. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. It's almost the weekend, and if you're in Chicago, it might be hammer time. Mary Evanston. Yes, Sean, I just have a question. All right. It might take another, oh, I hear an echo. 
All right, I can't do anything. I don't know. It okay, must I'll be. Keep, I'll Go keep ahead. Talking. Have you ever heard of Novavax? No, I have not. What is Novavax? Do I, I don't think it's, I like the sound of it. It's been waiting to be released, but it's so cheap they don't really want, and nobody wanted to manage it. And now it's waiting to be released, but of course, the, the, as long as Pfizer's out, they will not release it. Mary, I grew up, luckily, with people who were completely unvaccinated, and they all lived to be 90-something years old, and they didn't buy a rip of this. And if you look back through history, I mean, pick a, pick a name that you want to want to investigate, from at Thomas Edison to uh, Albert Einstein. They all live sure. in their 80s. I'm not a big fan of modern-day medicine. I think it has some great aspects. There are some good things, but one thing's for sure. I would never put something they cook together inside of a year, a new technology that they admit they never used before. Thank you very much, Mary, in Evanston. It is Friday. Ralph and Rantoul, you handsome devil. Sean, good to talk to you. Hey, look, here's here's the thing. I'm just picking up an order. Hey, thank you. Bet. Yep. Uh, don't forget to tip your so, waitress. Sorry about that, man. Go ahead. The, nope. uh, I, had, I had two guys in my class, Yeah. a class of 12, Got the jab. They were on the Valparaiso University swim team. They were forced to accept the jab. Two two out of like 30 of those guys came down with myocarditis. Ralph, do you remember when we were first talking about this? I'm going back. And they started to report on the European soccer players that had it, were dropping dead. Do you remember this? You know, Correct. We got I do. No coverage. No coverage. The government, in conjunction with the media, is actively covering up the real information. Ralph and Rantoul. You know how I appreciate it. Are you coming to uh, Freedom Summit? I can't because I've got an obligation. That's fine. I'm just, I hope somebody rocks the double-breasted six-button Herman Cain 999 suit like you do. Thank you very much. I, I'd wear my bespoke just for you, buddy. Thank you very much. Nobody wears navy blue with the gold buttons. You had the Sam. Phenomenal. Ralph from Rantoul. Robert Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean. How you doing here? Splendid. Splendid. You got... Last call, 20 seconds, then we got to do the national anthem. What do you got? All right, quick, quick, quick. Is, is Paul Pelosi, are they going to blame the guy who did it, saying he was a Trump supporter or something like that? I think they should blame the bouncers at the Bijou, who clearly let one of these guys leave early. In the meantime, you're in the city of Chicago. Be very, very careful. There's a lot of guys with rubber collars on and hammers walking around, not to mention the CPS students who love to do the ghetto ride share with your car. Lock your doors, serpentine to your house, and don't go out unless Basil Rathbone is on the case. Have a great weekend. Talk to you on Monday. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what's so
great safe weekend. Night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.